What's up, Aldo? Not much. What's going on, Jen? So much Bravo stuff. So, so much. I'm excited to talk to you about it since we've had our embargo on Bravo Talk all I week. I know. It's been, it's been a really, really hard week. I know. It was so hard for you to stick to it. Like, I literally had to earmuff it so many times. You're the worst. Well, I, mean, I don't really talk to a lot of people about Bravo stuff. And then anytime I come home, you're watching something, either Peacock or Bravo. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to comment on it and you won't let me. So, yeah, it was really hard. <laughs> it was very hard. Well, but now-, now we can get down to it. Yes, I'm very excited. So let's do it. All right, so the first thing we're going to do is combat some misinformation. Aldo and I have spent the past 15 minutes trying to figure out a concise and easy to understand way to explain the story. I think we got it. All right, so yesterday, the account All About the Housewives, All About the Truth posted a video uh, that Dina Canton took, and it was, uh, they were using it to imply that this is, pr- or using it to prove that Teresa and Dina are still on good terms. Okay. Now, the video was actually taken over, not over a year ago, about a year ago, summer of 2022. Okay. In the video, Dina explains why she doesn't like to be around Dolores and why Dolores wasn't at Teresa's engagement party. She also explains why she doesn't like to go back to New Jersey at all. It's very triggering for her. Totally understandable with what she's been through. Right. Okay. Well, in the video, Dina even says that she originally told Teresa she did not want to come to her engagement party, but she was like, don't worry, Tree, I'll be at your wedding. So when this video was taken, Dina had not made a decision or had not changed her mind yet about going to Teresa's wedding. So therefore, you cannot use this video as proof of Dina and Teresa still being on good terms. And nowhere in the video does Gina say the reason I didn't go to the wedding was because I am triggered by New Jersey. She specifically says I'm still going to go to the wedding. Right. And this when she was saying the way you put it, like if she was telling Teresa she wasn't going to go originally to the engagement party, Mm -hmm. not to the wedding. (laughs) And obviously it turned out that. Dolores was the one that didn't go to the engagement party and Dina did attend. Mm-hmm. Obviously. But that <laughs> this doesn't prove anything. <laughs> People just <laughs> are reaching so yeah. much. Like this has nothing to do with Teresa at all. It has just had to do with this video just talks about, you know, Dina and how she feels about Jersey and Dolores. That's it. You know? I know. And it's it's funny because At first, I just saw it on All About the Housewives, All About the Truth. But then I saw that Up and Adam did a YouTube video about it. And even in his YouTube video, he doesn't even say that this video was from a year ago. It like is implied that this video is like Dina responding to the episode from this week. He doesn't say it, but that's the implication. And somebody who isn't as deep into the Bravo tea as I am, that's just seeing it, would totally think this is a brand new video. Right. Most people... I would say most people just see it and just take it as face value. They're yeah. like, oh, wow, there you show me a video and you're saying it proves or I guess not saying it, but you're not you wouldn't be showing it to me if it doesn't prove that, you know, your point. Mm-hmm. So they just take it and like, all right, obviously that, that's, that's what it is. In actuality, like they're manipulating, they're reaching 
so much like i don't understand these street huggers are really on one like come on <laughs> i was doing my the lord's work though I, if i do say so myself and combating the misinformation in some comment sections and um i did have some idiots like come for me and tell me to shut up and like give all these reasons why i was wrong and then i literally just like slapped down each reason very quickly i even had a talk with somebody that was not mean that like literally just told me i'm biased towards Teresa. like it's so blah 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 i forget what else she said but she was nice i appreciate it she well, admitted her bias ex- i was gonna say at least she's self-aware <laughs> exactly yes. all right well the next thing i want to get into is pizzagate all right so not pizzagate <laughs> yeah i am assuming most of you have seen the stuff that's come out online about like the whole story surrounding it but if not we're gonna get into it i don't even know if you've seen the whole story so uh i don't know if i, I just know pretty much what i saw in the episode and that's about it oh wow then you know nothing yeah i mean i know you've told me a little bit but i don't know if i know much more all I, right well if you want that. oh i try i almost i interrupted you i'm sorry that's okay let's go (laughs) um all right so if you want to refer to the uh our shared album like i have some screenshots they're the first few screenshots let's go okay so row number one (laughs) no but it's just if you want to follow along it's just uh (laughs) the story of pizzagate basically yeah no go on let's go all right so first of all this happened in fall of 2020 a few months after Teresa and louis started dating and prior to season 12 filming so this was a while ago Mm -hmm. no i know that's that's wild how they decided not to talk about it for at all during season 12 too Mm -hmm. all right all right so and what was the business all right because there was a lot of confusion online some people thought it was an actual restaurant some people thought they were selling industrial pizza ovens <laughs> that's what i thought at first i hear pizza ovens i'm like how are you buying all these pizza ovens like i'm thinking like a brick oven like what's going on here no it's just like a little like handheld like i've seen these somewhere i feel like they had an episode and they all made pizzas and like these little ovens yeah i don't know but um like were they trying was that like a soft launch maybe i don't know no i don't think so but you can refer to the album later i will i have some uh some pictures for you to look at but all right so the business was countertop pizza ovens that were going to be slightly branded towards no no so joe had this idea to uh start this make your own pizza subscription service so you would sign up for the subscription service and you would first you would get your pizza oven that you'd buy and then you would get like you know recurring deliveries of ingredients for pizzas and it would be called nono's pizza and it was to honor nono the business was going to be split between joe and Teresa. okay right right yeah that's what joe said i remember him saying that he's like of course i was gonna split it with my sister well he wanted to do it with her in the episode they say that yeah okay so melissa's niece's husband okay (laughs) i know that's crazy melissa's niece's husband right okay i remember that okay so melissa's niece's husband i think his name's pj we're gonna call him pj i'm pretty sure that's his name that sounds right (laughs) so pj had a contact for a manufacturer in china to get the ovens okay so they agreed to go through this guy to get they agreed to go through pj to get these ovens in china now louis insisted on paying for the ovens like i know that might sound like weird to you guys i know joe gorga has a 
shady reputation in business. You're probably thinking Joe like somehow manipulated Louis into paying for them. Later, I will tell you why I think that's not the case. But anyway, just go with me here. So Louis insisted on paying for the ovens and Joe agreed, knowing that he would have to put up additional money to get the business off the ground later. He assumed the total cost of the business would to get it running would be about um, 500,000. Okay. Who's he? Like Uh, Joe. Joe. Okay. Okay. Again, Louis insisted on paying for the ovens. So he pays the nephew for the ovens and the nephew uh, seemingly paid the manufacturer. Now, this part of the story I don't have, there's no proof. I, there is no proof of if PJ paid the manufacturer. But what I do know is Louis did pay PJ and ovens were and delivered. Over, so, ovens were received. Yeah, yes. I know that. Okay. So, all right. So Louis paid the nephew. Then while the, this is where everything gets a little dicey. So while the ovens were in transit, Louis and Teresa set up a photo shoot for Teresa and her daughters. So the plan was to use the photos on the boxes for the pizza kits. And they changed the name from Nono's Pizza to Skinny Italian. And on the side of the ovens uh, was going to be the logo Skinny Pizza. And they did all this without telling Joe. Right, yeah. And that was just Louis and Teresa, I guess, or just Louis and... Oh, Louis, Teresa, and the girls. Um, Oh, my God. So refer to... It's a video of uh, Chrissy Balls mm-hmm. in there. Do you see that? Yeah, I see. Okay, do you see that picture? I'm well, showing him oh, he yeah, hasn't see seen it. it. Do you see how it says skinny? Atta- That's the photos that I'm talking about. Oh, my God. Um, now, I know you guys can't see this, but I'm sure you know what photos I'm talking about. The eBay photos of... Um, of the pizza boxes and the oven. So we're jumping ahead a little bit in the story, but um, wow, that's insane. So yeah, so Aldo was just seeing the photos that I'm referencing here, the photos that Teresa, her daughter, and her daughters did without Joe's knowledge. Okay, so let's see, where are we in the story? All right, so. During this time, while the ovens are so while they're still waiting on delivery of the ovens, Teresa and Louis set up a tasting for the pizza from the person they were thinking about having manufactured the kits. They did this without telling Joe. And something I didn't mention, Joe actually found the per- it was there's like a restaurant that makes his favorite pizza, and that's where he like wanted to get the ingredients from to make this pizza for the for his subscription service. Yeah, right. That he that, that exactly for his idea. So Teresa and Louis have this meeting without Joe, and then Joe found out about it, and he got into a heated phone call with Teresa and uh, and Louis. Oh, sorry. I couldn't understand exactly what I was writing here. So Joe had a trouble getting a hold of them, but once he did get a hold of Teresa and Louis, they got into an argument on the phone. And then after that, Louis ghosted Joe for three weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> So Louis then calls Joe after three weeks and he offers him 5% of the business uh, since it was Joe's idea. And Joe says, no, he doesn't want that. Then Louis, they hang up. Louis calls him back and offers him 10%. Joe still doesn't want it. He doesn't want anything to do with the business. Joe told Louis and Teresa's lawyers that they could feel free to continue on the business without him because he wanted to do the no-nose pizza thing. He didn't want to do the skinny Italian thing. No, of course not. He wanted. He brought this idea to his sister to honor their dad, and then Louis just 
throws himself in the middle of it and tries to be, you know, Mr. Knight in shining armor over here. I, I'll buy the ovens. I have the money. Why not? You know, because you're a narcissist. Of course, that's why. And uh, and then after he gets what well, he gets him on the hook, basically, he's like he's saying, oh, I put the money up. So now I can push my idea like, no, dude, that's they brought you in. You offered the money, but it's still not your idea. But the thing is, well, he changed it to something else. So in his mind, he in his mind, he can just make it it's to his to him it's his own idea now and he's like it's ridiculous yeah i don't really know why he even did that like there was no need for why why change it yeah but anyway well moving on and oh another thing the ovens only cost a hundred and five thousand dollars on the episode do you remember Teresa said it was was a quarter million they said it was two hundred fifty thousand. Two hundred fifty thousand. yeah who said they they all said yeah they said Teresa said my brother lost Louis two hundred fifty thousand dollars Joe never actually had the money the money for the ovens went directly from Louis to uh PJ and then to the oven manufacturer now and I saw the invoice for the ovens they were a hundred and five thousand dollars now the rest of the money I guess Louis is saying that was spent on the photo shoot that's exactly what okay but say. Mm-hmm. first of all the photo shoot was done without Joe's knowledge second of all what photo shoot costs more than the ovens exactly I guarantee <laughs> you he went ahead put a, a bunch of money out to for this dumb photo shoot and then and who knows maybe he paid he paid them there's no way the photo shoot cost that much it's in Teresa's house it definitely did not cost that much but he's definitely gonna say that he spent a lot more money than he did to make it sound like Joe lost a quarter million dollars like come on dude that's not what happened it's bizarre at least if you're gonna if you're gonna say he lost your money at least be honest about what you lost like Mm -hmm. uh, you know round it up to 110 (laughs) you know what I mean that's fine yep but it wasn't even Joe. It was the, the nephew. Yeah. Like, come on now. <laughs> the nephew is the one that lost the money. And maybe maybe he gave him more money for more ovens. Who knows, you know? And without Joe's knowledge. And maybe those ovens never came through. I don't, I don't know. Maybe the, the deal fell through. Who knows, you know? Well, there was... This part of the story gets a little confusing. I wasn't even going to talk about it. But there was another 25000 that we know of separate from this pizza deal that Louis gave to PJ to like do some website work or something. That's something separate. I don't have all the details on it. But getting back to Pizzagate, everyone involved decided not to bring the business deal up on camera during season 12. And then out of nowhere, Teresa and Louie bring it up this season and say Joe lost Louie's $250,000. And I heard from a reliable source that Louis and Teresa donated the ovens. Now, this does kind of track because, as I mentioned earlier, um, I believe it was Your Moms Are Watching. She found the ovens, some of the ovens being sold on eBay. Yeah, I saw. I just saw the yeah. one. <laughs> oh so as far as I can tell, my understanding is they were from different sellers. One even back in like January before this was even a story, before anyone knew about it. So 
like it's not like these are fa- like someone's just doing this now you know what i mean like right. someone's just made it up or it's photoshopped like there was a on ebay there was a sale from january like this already existed yeah okay. um anyway so i think that they probably did donate the ovens when you donate stuff sometimes it doesn't get that donation doesn't actually get used by the person in need but rather they sell the thing and then the money they get for that item is then used for the charity i don't know if that's what's happening here but i think it's something like that and just think about that guys if they donated a hundred and five thousand dollars worth of ovens think of the tax write-off louis gonna get for this this is a massive tax write I know, like, yeah, he lost some, or he (laughs) he didn't didn't lose it. Like, you lost money in a business, Louis. That's what, that's the risk you take when you when when you start up a a business. You're not always gonna end up making money. (laughs) Most businesses, you know, most businesses fail. Like that's just Joe Gorga would know. That's the truth. And he's over here acting like he's owed something because the business didn't go the way he expected it. Like. Come on, bud. But he's the one that changed everything anyway. So he made his own problems. So it doesn't even, like, everything he's saying makes no sense. Exactly. But the thing is, to us, it, it, to us, of course, like, we're, we, we're reasonable, we're logical. It make, it's, yeah, he's making no sense. But to him, he's such a narcissist. He thinks that everything he does, like, everyone's just going to go along with. Like, he caught, he offers the money they say yes of course they're gonna say yes yeah so cool it was now he wants to change the idea to something else why wouldn't they say yes it's his money like he's just thinking like of course they're gonna say yes i'm doing them a favor that's like that's what he's thinking he's he thinks he's like their savior i don't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's god i don't know Mm -hmm. he does but i don't know and after all that he the, the business didn't go didn't keep going because there was no business partner anymore there was no contact there was nothing like you lost the name you lost you know joe gorga who was the one that was trying to brand it towards nono which would have somehow been tied into housewives now it's just you louie like Teresa, no it's Teresa. But Teresa no was never part of it that's my point she was no. just part of it in name then that, that was it she was never involved in the business like right but as far as name goes she was then it, it. Then now, so there's no reason why there's no reason why um they couldn't do it on their own they took the photos joe was nowhere in the photos they don't need joe this has nothing to do with joe they could totally do the business on their own now they aren't for whatever reason Right, I wonder why, especially, you're right, like, they they did the photo shoot, like, he has everything set up. Yeah, they don't need Joe, so why didn't they do the business? I Honestly, I'm starting to think maybe just nobody, they couldn't find any investors. It's not a great idea. That's what I'm thinking. It's like, they they needed investors, obviously. I was just thinking maybe since he, yeah, he paid for him, he needs the money back, and he was he figured he would get investors to buy more ovens, so, so he doesn't have to keep putting out more money. It's still a business. He still have to ha- have more people buy more the ovens and subscribe to to the uh, the pizza thing. I think once Joe Gorga didn't want to go along with the idea to do the skinny Italian, and Joe wasn't going to be involved and be the one running it, Louis was like, "Fuck." Because he didn't want to run it, I don't think. 
right then he would it would have been up to him to to do all of it that's my point like Teresa was just named mm-hmm. she wasn't he would have had to do all of it can we move on though oh yeah definitely <laughs> Pizza right. has gone on way too long <laughs> way too long <laughs> and I'm sure it's not over I've heard that receipts are going to be coming out <laughs> at the reunion yeah it's gonna be battle of the reunions between Vanderpump and Jersey TBH Right? When is that coming up? I feel like we're we're already pretty far in the season, aren't we? Which one? Both. <laughs> I just yeah, they're just on the noticed. same episode. They're on nine. But um, I'm pretty sure Vanderpump is going to have more episodes than Jersey. Oh, wow. Jersey usually only gets, I think, about 12, epi- like 12 normal episodes and then the reunion. It doesn't get as many episodes as some other uh, franchises. No, I know. Like Beverly Hills gets a lot. Yeah, yeah they get too many. All right, moving on. So Louis was involved in a civil trial with one of his exes. And because of that, I have um, access to some things from his relationship, let's say. So what I'm going to read now is um, some, I believe it's a text message. When I'm looking at it, it's just like a typed up. But I believe this was originally a text message. And this was from Louie to his girl, ex-girlfriend, who um, at the time he wrote this text, he had not been dating that long. He said, I will give you a credit, two of them, Amex and Chase, that are linked to the accounts I have. There will be access for you to have money, which will replace your income now. What way, I'm not sure, but me we you and i will have a bank account where i'll put money in so you can draw from it as needed to do whatever it is you need to do you have no debt and that's awesome girl with a an emoji of a like a bicep who what i'm sorry but uh, uh, like one of these like making uh, making i'm fine with the bicep but the girl (laughs) i know it's like you have no debt and that's awesome girl like what dude (laughs) it's just really weird Okay, I'm moving on. We'll get you a new car. Lastly, I will give you two hundred. Sorry, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars keeps coming up so many times. Everywhere. <laughs> it's like a very, it's a very round number. It's like a very, you know, that's probably why he uses that all the time. My goodness. <laughs> all right, I will give you two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to put away in your name solely for you and for you and your son. This is for you to have peace of mind and approach our life in the here and now for yourself, me and the boys, always in the order of you first. I will, of course, cover all expense for everything we do from what I already have. You and I will you and I will create the rest. I truly love you for you for you. Sorry, he does some of this. No, so I, truly, I truly love you for who you are and support you. Wow, what's wrong with me that I couldn't read that? There's a lot of use. <laughs> back to back to back. All right. And then I can't see what that's fine. That. My point of reading that to you guys, to you, Aldo, I don't know if you've ever even read this. Oh, yeah. No, I remember that I read this before. Mm-hmm. Like the, It was typed up differently than this. But yeah. at the bottom it says, go to sleep and think about this. And there's a little heart. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. I think it, that's why I said I think this was originally a text, but this is like a Xerox copy of it somehow. But I know it's weird, but I remember reading the actual text. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. So my point of reading that is just I know a lot of people will probably hear that and think like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Like, I want a guy to give me two hundred fifty thousand dollars in a fucking chase and an Amex, please. But my point is this is something that's a pattern for this guy. This was very early on in his relationship with this person. This is what love bombing is. Okay, he uses money to love bomb and he also uses it as a way to control because he even said in here that like really freaked me out like it will replace your income now so you don't have to go to work you can always be with me basically that's what i take from that it says it's right because the the way he put it it where was that where was that oh that's right at the top i'm looking at right now there will be access for you to have money which will Right, right there, where, where where it says, and which will replace your income now. Mm-hmm. What way? I'm not sure. Like, okay, like what does that even mean? Like, basically, we'll do. And it says, I think it says like we'll decide. I don't know. I think I think about that's about a business. Or he wanted to give else? her money to start a business. I think that's what that's about. Because there were, I've seen more texts than this. Yeah, I saw yeah. like the back and forth, mm-hmm. like you know, like the the the, the woman like answering back yeah. and a couple, uh, you know, him saying a few more things. But it's basically back it goes back to what you said. Like he's just love bombing, one way or another, and trying to control. Yeah, like it's shown as caring like here i want to support you it sounds amazing this you know it's like a single mom you know you're sitting you're sitting there like this guy wants to just give me the world like that's that's great who doesn't want that but it comes with a lot of baggage. Yeah. Horrible and baggage. Like the whole I would the only reason I'm reading this is to um so you guys can see that this is a pattern and that it's not crazy to think that Louis offered to buy the damn ovens. Like I know Joe Gorga is not a good businessman. I get that. This <laughs> isn't like if he was a good businessman, he would have never tried to go in business with a guy he's known for a couple months. Like but anyway, my point is this is a pattern for Louis. He does this to seem like a great guy and also to be able to control the situation and we see that as soon as he had control of the situation he switched everything up on joe yep and then he lost control when joe decided to back out yeah and it all went to hell (laughs) like yeah my goodness Uh, so all right now i have some more uh some more receipts from the trial i just marked a few things i want to read so you guys can just see you know, I don't know what it's like to be in Louis's head, I guess. <laughs> All right. Some of it's really hard to make out because it's literally his handwriting. Um, all right. So go to the first page that I have with the X's. Want to make peace? What? <laughs> I want to make peace. <laughs> All right. So um, most of the things I marked off really just show a pattern that it seems like Louis had a problem giving his girlfriend space when she needed it. And I don't even mean like it just seems like he always wanted to be with her like constantly more than she wanted. So, all right, let's get into it. So what I'm reading, this is just a literal like list of things. Um. I believe some of them are like it seems like they're things that Louis wanted to like change about himself and or like make sure he he does. All right. So I'm going to start with the first one. Allow everyone a chance to explain and speak freely and with less fear of finding me anxious or quick to react. 
Okay. And so to me, that implies that he is quick to react and that he wants to change that. That's fine. That's good. But my point in bringing that up is I don't think he has gotten to the point where he I don't think he's gotten to that point because we saw how he acted like two episodes ago. And it's fine that he wants to be this guy, but I don't think he is and i think it's kind of interesting to see this all written out because we can see like the guy he wants to be anyhow right uh, i feel hold on let me say something i feel like he like we see that he's not that guy yet but but i feel like he pretends to already have changed all these things about himself he like he puts on this persona of like look at all these things that i've accomplished all these things that i wrote down I've changed about myself and I'm so zen and blah, blah, blah. And then something doesn't go the right way or somebody interrupts him. He literally flipped on Teresa. Like, bro, that's not okay. Yeah. And I think when, oh, we'll get to it in the, when we get to the episode. All right. So the next thing, um, and I'm going to change his girlfriend's name. We're just going to call her Stephanie. Stephanie. All right. <laughs> Stephanie, you will always feel space in the morning and evenings. I absolutely love feeling that you feel loved in these moments. Allow people to ask for help. See, that shows from the first the first one I read and then that allow people to ask for help. It seems like and we see this in the episodes. Louis likes to preach to people. He that's why I say he gives um what is it like cult leader vibes, cult leader vibes for in sure. the same way Sandoval does. Like they like <laughs> yeah. to preach. They like to like teach people. They like to have an underlings, you know, they like to have an audience. And yeah. Like. Just to, to like show off, like, look at me, look what I'm doing. Yes. Allow patience, understanding, compassion, and love. Hold on. And love in approach to intimacy. Slow. I swear on my life to love you, not over love you. Yeah, I saw that. So Ugh. that implies to me that he was over loving. He smothered. There's another one that says love without over loving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh All right. I don't God. think I need to read any more of those, but yeah, I just wanted uh, you guys to see what it might be like to be inside of Louis's head, you know? What do you think of that? I mean, it just proves, you know, what kind of person he is. Not even proves, it just, you know, it's. <laughs> I already know what kind of person he is, you know, it's just more, I guess it's more evidence of it. See, I think a lot of people would read this and just say, look, he's trying to be better, you know? I'm not saying that's what I think, but taking it at face value, that is what this looks like. Yeah, it looks like it's like, look at all the things that I'm trying to change. Like, they're all like pretty much all the same like they're all very intertwined it's all it all as many different things as he puts in here they're all intertwined as like all has to do with you having with louis having some sort of anger issue and like um what's the word i'm looking for issue he has issues with giving people space with, and not smothering exactly over loving the smothering yeah. people he's extremely anxious and like he needs to oh, like just put all his energy into people i don't know mm. it's just it's not okay it says oh i just, I just realized it's he named it course correction yeah oh i know and there's i know a bait. this is 
I know there is a date. I think it's like 2018 or something. It's 19, 5-13-19. Okay, so that's like a year before he uh, started dating Teresa. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know if you know this, but he moved his um past what one two three so it's past two relationships and then up to Teresa he like would break up with one and then immediately get with the next like I'm talking within like a month or two he was went from being engaged to one person to them being with a new girlfriend it's crazy so unhealthy Mm. so I don't know if you saw but John Fuda's ex did an interview no, not at all. Yeah, so her name is Brittany Mosh. She's currently serving time in a halfway house uh, for, let's see, I think some of her charges are laundering, of course, $250,000. <laughs> Another two fifty. Every single Bravo, fucking anytime money comes up, a big lump sum of money in Bravo, it's always $250,000. Like, what is this, like the third time we've talked about 250 i even know another one i just posted a video of kelly dodd like uh dragging tamra judge and she mentions that's a, whole, that's, a million. that's a whole million right there <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> all right moving on she right. um she also has a charge for possession with intent to distribute crystal meth and she was let's see found guilty in association in the burglary case blah 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 um it says that she is due for release in September. And according to her, she says that John won't let her see Jaden. And um, I guess she said she was seeing him sporadically up until her last big arrest in 2017. Right. Yeah. And I mean, from what, at least from what we saw in the episode, I mean, John Fuda said that he has sole custody. So if that's if that's the truth, then I would imagine visitation is up to him. It's up to his discretion, unless it's ordered by the court. Unless there's some, you know, some something specific, some stipulation by the court. Otherwise, it's all up to him. So, yes, if he's not letting you, that's his prerogative. Okay. Right, but um, so. Yeah, I don't know if we can even trust her because according to. Rachel, I'm pretty sure she said in an earlier episode that they did want Jaden to have a relationship with his mom. Right, but she was never around. I mean, like she even said, like she would just come around. Like Rachel said, she would just come around and then to pick up her son and like knew nothing about his life. <laughs> well, why would she if she's not like the with that, him? Mama? Exactly, she was not around. But anyhow, right now, like everything that I've learned recently about the family court system. Because of Lala, your favorite. Mm, <laughs> no, but um, everything that I've learned recently, I my opinion is Jaden is old enough to make his own decision either way that goes. If that yeah. means he wants to have a relationship with Brittany, then I think John and Rachel should facilitate that, whatever that means. Like, if she's not safe to be around, then, then you know, maybe she can only see him at your house or something. Right. I mean, at least now. I mean, how old is, how old is the kid? Like, 15, he's 16. 16. I think he's old enough to understand what's going on with his biological mother you know if, of course obviously if he knows that she's in prison and wants to have a relationship with her he should be allowed to go visit her there's no reason why that shouldn't happen as long as you know it's up to him as long as and push it. even if it goes the other way if she, he doesn't want to have a relationship with her then i think she should res- i think britney should respect yeah, that i don't think she too. should force it 
exactly that's fine too she can do she can you know try to do what she can on her side on her end and just see how he responds if he's not up to it then that she should respect it that's it yeah so i mean that's that's that but she does say in the article um that hold on let me find the quote she says oh where is that she says when i'm out of here i'll have to get a lawyer because he won't let me see him and i just feel like it might get messy I know, like, I don't know why she's saying all that right now. Yeah. Especially, especially if what the Fudas are saying is true about, you know, him having sole custody. Well, I'm sure, Aldo, they wouldn't just say that. No, that's what I'm saying. Right, obviously, right. Then let's not say that. Then it just kind of makes, it's kind of dumb of her to be like, oh, I'm going to have to, you know, get a lawyer involved. Well, yeah, that's if you want to get custody back of your kid you're going to but at this point he's already 16 like why just try to have a relationship with your son there's no reason to get the courts involved at all uh, you know like at this point the the kid is old enough to make his his own decisions yeah all right want to get into the episode all right let's do it yes Hey guys, I'm here editing the pod, and I just remembered there's a piece of gossip I forgot to tell you all about. All right, so you know how Frankie Catania Jr. was working for Louis and one of his companies? Well, word on the street is he is not working there anymore. I want to preface this by saying this is all alleged. I literally have no proof of it. It is strictly gossip. It could completely be untrue. But what I am hearing is that Frankie Catania Jr. was working for a mortgage and uh, what's it called? A mortgage and foreclosure company for Louis. And he was working out of an office. And one day Frankie goes into work, goes to the office, and he had been evicted from the office. So he tries to get a hold of Louis, of course, and Louis ghosted him. Now, that's all I heard. Now, the only thing that confuses me a little is like, wouldn't Dolores easily be able to get a hold of Louis or get a hold of Teresa and in turn Louis? So that's what I'm wondering about. Like, how could Louis truly ghost Frankie Jr.? Because Teresa would have to ghost Dolores, you know? But anyhow, I want to repeat this again. I do not know if this is a true, completely I also wanted to correct something. So I mentioned that Louis was involved in a civil trial with an ex-girlfriend, but it actually never went to trial. So I should have just said the civil case that Louis was involved in. So I just wanted to make sure that everyone knows there was no trial. All right. Enjoy the rest of the pod. All right, so the episode starts off at Polly's, and we see Polly and Dolores, and of course, they are once again talking about Frank and Polly not liking Dolores' relationship with Frank. I'm honestly over this storyline. It's really boring to me. As you can see, I only took, like, a couple notes on this. (laughs) I honestly don't even even understand what they're talking about at this point, because it just keeps going back and forth. In circles. Yeah, it's, I thought Polly didn't want me to talk to you. I thought Frank didn't want me to. It's just like, bro, you guys already met together, and that should have been it. 
<laughs> but no, it's still somehow jealous of each other or whatever. I don't, I don't even know. I'm well, not, <laughs> no, not each other. It's just, it's all Polly. And let me, there's just a few things I want to say. A quote I want to read. So Polly says to, to Dolores, you had a great relationship, but that is, but it's gone. I'm sorry. That's the exact quote. You had a great relationship, but it's gone. And I just didn't like that. It felt very demanding. Like her relationship with Frank does not need to be gone. It can change, but it right. does not need to be gone. I've, I feel like when I, when I heard that, when I heard them talking about that, I think he meant like their actual, like their relationship previously, like when they were together. Okay. Maybe he meant it like that, but. Cause he, he even mentioned, uh, no. the, he even mentioned to the lawyers, like, don't you think like maybe he like, he feel like he feels bad or sorry. No, that you he, said, no, what together. he said was, do was you that? think he regrets, uh, not being with you? And Dolores said, yeah, he regrets. She said in her ITM, he regretted it before he walked out the door, but that was exactly. a long time ago. But no, you're totally wrong. Aldo. The quote is you had a great relationship, but it's gone. He's not talking about when Frank and Dolores were in a relationship because they did not have a great relationship. Mm. They had a great relationship after they split up. And in recent years, they've had a good relationship. So that's what he's saying is gone. And I don't like that. Right. Mm. Yeah. If he's talking about now, then yeah, that wise, wise have to be gone. Exactly. Doesn't have to be gone. It can change. Doesn't have to be as in, you know, intense or every single day hanging out together yeah i just i don't know why paulie is harping on this at this point i just feel like i don't know if it's because i'm over the storyline but to me it just seems like he's making an issue out of something that doesn't need to be an issue yeah i feel like i don't know honestly it just seems like he's jealous like that's the way it sounds it sounds like he's jealous because frank has a great relationship with Dolores, but I don't know because Dolores brought up that he has a good relationship with his ex, but he also said we don't hang out all the time, which I agree. That makes sense. You, most people don't hang out with their exes. Yeah, I disagree. I don't think it comes off jealous to me. To me, it comes off just controlling. It doesn't even, I don't get a jealous vibe from him, which is odd because his behavior, yes, just like, just if you read it, for example, yes, that's something a jealous person would do, but it's not giving jealousy to me. It's just giving controlling. Just controlling. I mean, I'm sure it can be both. <laughs> it can be. Yeah. I'm just saying the vibe I get is not, is not jealous. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know exactly how to take it. It's just... It's very odd, like, that he just keeps going on and on about it. Yeah. It's like, talk about something else. I know this is the storyline, but we haven't had movement on it. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like every time him and Frank are supposed to be at the same place, one of them is in the hospital. Yeah, that's right. At the beginning, like, of, the, the, of, the beginning of the season, Frank was in the hospital, and now Paulie has been recovering from heart surgery for how long now? Like, dude, man, like, you guys... I don't know what's going on. So I was listening to uh, Two Cheese in a Pod, and Tamara Judge was saying that Brittany needs to be a housewife, and like Frank's girlfriend, Brittany. Oh, and right. she, she said that she actually told Frank that, that she DM'd him and was like, get Brittany on the show. And he answered her back. But apparently she said he's like worried what that would do to their relationship, which <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get that. I get it. Because, yeah, he hasn't had to worry about that at all because he and Dolores were not together like that. But they were just, you know, like each other's like person, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> for the show. That was it. I mean, in life. And because of that, for the show. And I don't know. 
I think if Brittany joined, if his girlfriend joined the, the cast, mm-hmm. that would solve all the problems. Then now, Paulie can just stop whining about it because anything that has to do with Loris, Paulie can be there. Anything that has to do with Brittany, Frank can be there. And that's that. There's no, I'm here for the Loris, not you. Like, no, we're here for our, our women. And that's that. So next we move on to the Fudas. And we find out that Rachel wants to adopt Jaden. Uh, now, I mean, from experience, I feel like I know that they would need Brittany to sign off her parental rights right. in order for this to happen. And I mean, at first when, oh, I'm being too loud, aren't I? Oh, Sorry, guys. Mm, sorry about that. But when I first saw Rachel talking about uh, Jaden's birth mom on TV, I wasn't crazy about it. Like my first instinct was... I guess to think to kind of judge her for talking about uh, Jean's birth mom only because she the birth mom doesn't have, you know, a voice or a platform in this. But then I thought about it and how similar our situation is to uh, Rachel's and Jaden's and all our how our family is similar. Right, right. And I was thinking if I was on a reality show, I would definitely bring up Bill like my yeah. ex. You know what I mean? It would just come up. I mean, so how judgy to. can I be? I mean, I don't think they're doing anything wrong. It's not like they're, you know, calling her names and, you know, paint, painting her in this horrible light. They're just, for the most part, just saying facts, you know? They kind of did paint her in a bad I mean, light. Yeah, yes, a little bit. But I'm, I'm saying, like, from what we from what we saw from her, you know, the rap sheet. Right. They could have gone. They Oh, made for it look sure. horrible and i'm saying they chose a a better route i feel like i agree you know just basically saying oh she's just she had some issues basically yeah that's a really good point they could have gone a lot harder on her they, they didn't bring up her record they didn't even say yeah, she had a record they could have called they could have called her a drug addict exactly a drug dealer. yeah they could have called her so many different things no they just said um, i don't even remember exactly, they didn't give any reason but it was basically just implying that she just had some issues she just wasn't you know I remember what Rachel said she just said that uh, John and her were fighting a lot and it got toxic and John did what he had to do I didn't know what that meant exactly it was a toxic relationship which I'm sure it was you know (laughs) yeah they were really young so I mean it's a very similar to our situation like but (laughs) the roles are reversed you know Mm -hmm. all right well I'm I'm, uh I'm Rachel Fuda. <laughs> exactly. Uh, just just going to call you Rachel from now on, okay? All right, John. All right, John Fuda. Let's go. Well, you need to start quoting other housewives because Rachel does that all the time in the episode. Have you noticed? No. She, wait, she does what? She quotes like other housewives, like from other franchises. Oh, yeah. I did notice that. I forgot. She quoted uh, She quoted Meredith Lisa Marks. Barlow. Meredith Marks, remember? Oh, Meredith Marks. And Lisa Barlow. I forget what she said of Lisa, but she did quote Meredith Marks, the get well soon thing. Yeah, get well soon. (laughs) Jealousy is a disease to which I say, get well soon. No, she could have picked at least a better tagline. That was my least favorite tagline ever. So, all right, the next scene, we move on to the Jen and Dolores lunch. I don't think Dolores really cares for Jennifer that much, to be honest. I just think she doesn't like conflict. And the truce between them, it seemed like a business deal to me. Mm -hmm, Like, if if they weren't on the show together, I don't think they would hang out. 
No, of course not. I mean, I feel like they only they only hang out at all because it's Teresa. Teresa is the common denominator. They're both friends with Teresa, and that's the only reason that they know each other. Yeah. But yeah, I think Dolores, she, the more I watch her, I realize how much she doesn't like conflict to the point where she almost won't like take a stance for things or like she brushes things under the rug, I feel like. And it really annoys me. Like she won't speak about Dina ever. And oh, I know, right? <laughs> like, I know she has certain feelings. I think about Louis. She sees things and She's she will never, say ever say she a word. Be the first one out. She will never never be the first one to say anything she will have teresa's back until 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 teresa said then once teresa notices something about louis then she might yes of course i agree with you teresa but until then she's not going to say and when i say this i don't mean like it's not in the way jen aiden is like a lapdog for teresa like dolores does have her own mind and she's not going to just do whatever teresa wants but what i mean is she's not going to like call out something in someone one of her friends relationships she's not going to do that that's not her thing she doesn't she's not a shit star she's not she doesn't serve the pot no of course yeah, she I don't know. Start, just an observation. She won't start it, but she'll get in there. Somebody starts it, she'll yeah. chime in for sure. Yeah. Well, usually only her fights. I feel like she stays out of other people's fights. Honestly, oh. I don't know why everyone likes her so much. I don't think she's that good of a housewife. I'm thinking, especially now. I mean, yeah, she does. Like in her like personal life, I mean, like the things she does with charity and stuff, like that's that's really cool like but yeah besides that like as a as a housewife yeah she's all right <laughs> but people love her like people really, really like her she doesn't bring much i mean at least jennifer is trying to get in on on some drama here and there <laughs> she's you know whether she's you know stirring the pot or she's just doing she's whatever. a way better housewife than dolores i don't she's agree with job. anything that comes out of her mouth but she's a way better housewife yeah, than dolores she's doing her job exactly oh my god that final scene um the uh the coffee reading like <laughs> jen like was the star of that, that scene insane. and i don't again i don't that. mean i agree with her i just mean she was pure comedy i know we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to the, the coffee yeah <laughs> All right, so what else? Uh, the lunch between Dolores Jen, that was boring. Let's just move on. <laughs> like, unless you have anything to say about it. What, Jen and, Do- and Dolo? I mean, what do they do? They're like, yeah, let's just agree to disagree, basically. Like, let's move on. Yeah, they, I think Jen said something like, um, you know, if you do something that offends me, I'll tell you right away, and it, I hope that you'll do the same. And Dolores was like, mm-hmm, yeah, it just seemed like she was like, okay, like, yes, I will. Like, she didn't seem interested. No, not at all. She was just waiting for, like, like Jen Aiden to like just be done talking so she could just say yes I agree let's move on let's be friends again yeah. because we have to film for a few more you know a few more months we have the wedding like I just don't feel like doing this <laughs> this storyline for the rest of the exactly <laughs> pretty much um and then the ladies go on to talk about Jen and Bill's marriage the only thing I really have to say about this is like yeah, major red flag that Bill is sleeping in the pool house all the time or spending all his time there. Let me read this quote. Jen says, when he is home, he's in the pool house. I'm like, now you have free time and you're not choosing to spend it with us. I'm fed up, Dolores. 
Like to me, I don't. Uh, I feel like this is the housewife's tale as old as time. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the wife uh, lives for her husband, does everything for him. Then, you know, after X amount of years, she ends up getting on the housewife show and kind of stepping out of her comfort zone and stepping out of her like her like housewife her role as like. A- as her housewife, housewife but her housewife bubble and stepping into the real housewife bubble and you know stepping into her own and realizing there's more out there and i don't uh like how my husband's treating me i don't know we see it all the time all the housewife's divorces it's a trope no of course i mean especially i mean, I get it with her like there's a lot more to it obviously like she she said that she doesn't like the way he he, he comes and like scolds her about the way she's raising their kids but then anytime he has free instead of spending time with the kids that he's so you know upset about how she's raising them right he's out doing something else or not out in the pool house in the pool house doing something else if you don't like the way your wife is raising your kids maybe you should raise your own kids as well good point i mean i'm just saying there's two parents not just one Mm -hmm. you don't need to tell her how to do it you can do something yourself it's a good point why does he have to direct her just be like i don't like that you're doing that okay then you do it then do you want to take over like then you guys can come up with another some specific set of rules that you want done and you guys can both follow it like don't sit there and act like she's doing something wrong and you don't but you're not going to fix it or you're not going to try to do anything so they're spending time together right now they're um they're in the bahamas with the judice girls and joe judice i mean not they didn't like go there together but the aidens went on a spring break vacation to the bahamas and the judice girls are with their dad in the bahamas and they all like so met all hang out okay yeah that's, that's kind of weird though like, right but i mean is, i like it well, i'm is here teresa for it. there or just no, the daughters just oh, the daughters okay. Well, that makes sense. I guess Bill's probably, I guess, hanging out with Joe. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time they met. They're all just hanging out. <laughs> That's so weird. Uh, so then, let's see, moving on, we go to Melissa and Joe's new house, and we see them doing the walkthrough, and yeah, I the second I saw Joe say he did not know how to center the chandelier, <laughs> I was like, yo, you're about to get dragged, because... <laughs> He, they're already getting dragged for this house being so uneven and everything. And now we literally see the fact that Joe does not know what he's doing. I know. And uh, it's like, oh, it makes sense why you had those ugly ass chandeliers in like some random ass spots. And I don't know It's just, I don't know what he was thinking. Like, he, he built it like. It's like he built it from like the inside out or something. It, like it, what do you mean? Like it looks good. He's like he's looking on the inside. He's like, yes, his room looks great. But then you go to the outside of the house. You're like, oh shit, it's uneven. You know, let me make, let me add a little something here. Okay, that looks better. Oh, we'll put a window on this side. Oh yeah, that looks a little better now. Like. I don't. I don't know what he was doing. It's like he didn't. He didn't draw. He didn't have a plan going in. Plan like going he didn't in. have it like mapped out. Like exactly. Like an architect. It, like I feel like anybody would. Like I'm built. Oh, you're building a house. <laughs> you're Let like I could it. do better. Let me draw it. I want it to look like this. Okay, for it to look like this, what do I need to do? The inside needs to look. You know, these like, like follow these steps. I feel like he just 
skipped a lot of steps and then <laughs> kind of had to yeah. go backwards and like he needed to have nose B. and now have you seen the new pictures of uh, the, the yeah house? the new the new front he's got like a whole new um the, the well not the, the front door is still like in the same spot right <laughs> hopefully <laughs> but the awning it used to just be over the front door i think mm-hmm. now it's like a little wider it covers the front door and then like a whole another spot like just as wide as that door like i i saw pictures that came out like two weeks ago but not uh, no, recently like, this was a couple days ago oh yeah pretty sure i saw like the this big awning now as, mm-hmm. as, yeah, as part of the entrance now and the, i guess the front door is on the one side now instead of the middle it's just i don't know they're just <laughs> trying so many things to make it look better i mean can you move the windows can you really like you can't do that right you would have to knock down a wall the windows because no, the windows can. are uneven yeah, they can they can be moved. It would just look really bad. They they could. <laughs> like we're trying to like it's like a cook like a um like a gingerbread house. Like I know. Like can you move a little bit here? A little extra glue. Dude, that's literally like how he built his house, like a gingerbread house. Like I think okay, we've dragged Joe Gorga enough. Let's move on. <laughs> I don't feel bad. I'm sorry, Melissa. Like it's not your fault that your husband doesn't know how to you know draw a straight angle. I do genuinely right feel bad. Angle. Because Melissa was so excited about her house, and then everyone dragged it I when know. she. Yeah, I do genuinely feel bad. And like I'm not. It's not like everyone's houses are perfect. Like our house is not perfect. Oh my god, her house is so much better but than like, ours. It's just <laughs> the fact that they're out. They're they're public figures. People are going to judge everything yeah. about them. That's just that's unfortunately it comes to the territory. So we see Teresa and Danielle on the phone and Teresa basically blames the fact that she has COVID on her argument with Melissa. There's nothing she can't blame on Melissa. I mean, it's like the like mental gymnastics that she does. It's like it's just it's amazing how she can turn anything into basically like Melissa's fault or like somehow come from her. It's like she got covert from arguing with melissa like i mean what <laughs> like come on come on Teresa. like wow it's just that's so insane. this is when we get to see louie crying at the brunch i got major ick from this like major ick like i don't want to be like judging uh it's not because he's like a man crying or that he got emotional about like his family or anything it's just that i i'm skeptical of louie and i don't think that was genuine at all i think he was crying because it was he was mad at himself i you know i'm an angry crier and i think he is too i think he got so angry at himself because he snapped at Teresa, and i don't mean he's mad at himself because he spoke poorly to her mm-hmm. i think he's mad that he spoke that way on camera oh of course yeah mm-hmm. so i think that was weird that he was crying i yeah this was the um that that was the flashback right when yeah went back to uh I forget whose house. It was on to the brunch at Rachel Fuda's. Yeah, Teresa was talking to Danielle on the phone, and she says, I feel so bad for Louie. You know he was crying at the brunch, like, after you left and after John Melissa left, and then they flash back to Louie crying. Oh, my God, yes. And Louie comes back, you know, kind of crying. He's like, I just called my sister. My sisters, I had to tell them I love them. I'm like, oh, my God, dude, stop. I know. It's so dramatic. The dramatics are 
top notch, like <laughs> through the roof. I mean, they're both meant for each other for sure. Really, like literally, though. But I hate that Teresa says she feels bad for Louis all the time. It's so infuriating. She's like, I feel so bad for Louis because of like because her of family. Jo- of, yeah, because of my my brother is doing to him. Like, oh my god, your brother's not doing anything to him. Like, they're both like doing whatever to each other. All three of you, you're all like. You're all at fault here. Like, there's no, like, I feel bad for this person, for that person. You're all at fault. By this point, at this point, everyone's at fault. But why it infuriates me so much that she specifically says, I feel bad for Louis, because Louis is getting what he wants. This was by design. Yes, Teresa, Melissa, and Joe have always had a strange relationship. All that means is that... Teresa was easy pickings. Mm-hmm. Her relationship was not strong. Therefore, all Louis had to do was flicker a little bit. And, you know, the fucking relationship came tumbling down. Yeah, there was already there's already been cracks in that foundation. Yeah, of course. Not, not a crack. Like, literally, that foundation was it's on its last leg. So all he had to do was just come over and just, like, just blow on that, blow on it. Poop. And it just fell. That's it. Exactly. Just add a little bit, of, a little bit of something, and boom. That's it. That's it. And now she's isolated. She's isolated slowly, slowly but surely. She's getting isolated from everyone. What if that's what the pizza deal was about? Like, what if he was changed everything up and was like causing a problem on purpose because he knew Teresa would be on his side, and that would cause a wedge between Teresa and, and Joe and Melissa. I'm sure that was definitely that was maybe like the first try or like step one you know like i mean obviously he's he's a narcissist like he has things that he has to do in in order to like to get people to like him or like Mm -hmm. you know to get him on their side so like that's just one of the things he had to do like maybe start one offer up all this money now he looks like a great guy who's helping out her brother then all of a sudden he creates his business with and she takes his side and the brothers now now they're not in good terms the brother and the sister and slowly but surely one thing after the other you know more things keep happening yeah eventually it's just it's just gonna be easy for him to just pull her apart just pull her away from everyone and dina we know <sighs> yeah Mm-mm-mm-mm. this is when we find out um or rather when joe brings up pizzagate number two but about or but i'm sorry between louis and dina's husband and I am shocked that this was brought up on the show. I mean, not shocked, but I didn't expect it to be brought up on the show. I don't know. And I people are saying that Joe does isn't friends with Dina's husband, David, because they're not following each other on Instagram. And like, truly, I don't know. Like, I don't know if Joe actually did talk to David or if he Joe just like heard everything I've heard online. Like, we've all heard that there was some business deal that went bad. I don't know if Joe was telling the truth that he talked to David, though. Who? So David who? Like, oh, David is um Dina's husband. And don't you remember in the episode Joe said that there was a Pizzagate number two between right. Dina and Dave? I'm I sorry, forgot, between Dave and Louie. Yeah, I completely forgot that she wasn't uh, married to the uh, Manzo. Oh my God, I've told you this 500 I times. I, that's what I said. I completely forgot. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of fucking names to, <laughs> to try to remember. I know. Li- literally, though, I'm the one who usually is not good at names. But you're. It's not the names. You. I don't care if you fuck up the names. You like genuinely would forget that she's not married to a man. I know. Well, because I know her as Dina Manzo, so I'm automatically. Oh well, duh. Well, you need to refix that in your brain. Obviously. What is it now? Dina, Dina something else? Canton. Dina Canton. Canton. Okay. All right. So moving on to the group scene. Uh, Melissa asks Dolores why her and Jen are throwing a party together because nobody knows they made up yet. And Dolores tells all the girls that they made up. And um, I was actually surprised Dolores said this. She said that they that Jen wanted to have something for everyone, but didn't think everyone would come to her house. I was actually surprised because that was kind of stirring the pot for Dolores. A little bit, but honestly, I'm I'm glad that's how she presented it. Because when she started talking, I'm like, dude, I'm like, are you about to like, you know, are you about to call call out Jennifer Aiden? Because that'd be really fucked up if you're. It, because that's not what Jen actually said. What do you mean? Jen said, I don't want to have her at my house. Oh, did she? She said, I don't want to have Marge at my house. Oh, okay. I didn't remember that. And that's why Dolores was like, oh, well, we can just do it. You know, we can uh, okay. go to my house or at Polly's and blah, blah, blah. So when she started talking, I was like, damn, that's savage. Like, she's about to, like, sit there and tell her what jennifer actually said but no she she said it then i take back what i said in a much nicer way like you know what she's like what what was it i don't even remember but she said uh oh i think i had the quote i don't know she basically said i didn't think um jen didn't think everyone would come to her house exactly yes that's what that's how she put it so and then marge's interview reaction after that i don't remember exactly what she said but it was so villain like so villain-esque like that one uh interview scene that marge does she has like these this yellow top with frilly sleeves yeah i think she's yes and like blue eyeshadow or something hair pulled back she is giving like um like evil stepsister or stepmother or something like giving disney villains so hard (laughs) yeah it says Pull back, hair pull back in the ponytail, yellow top, frilly sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, though. She's uh, like someone. Not uh, very likable. Marge is not being very likable. No, like someone asks where Danielle is, and Marge is like the bitch, the one that left in a half. Like, ah, that's right. That's that. That's who said it. I heard. I'm like, wait, did she? This, who just said that like it was just really quick and just you know yeah she just always has to get in these little like these side little digs. digs and it's her voice is so villain it's like mm, it's very mm, nice mm, but like she'll say it she'll try to say it in like a like a funny or like sarcastic way but mm-hmm. you're that's not how you mean it you need that's how you're saying it so people take it as like kind of a joke but yeah. she's really meaning it like to be a mean person a mean spirited or you know not the way she, not the way she's trying to make everyone think it is i know i'm really falling off of marge i liked her last season and this season i'm not here for it i don't know thank if thank you <laughs> sorry for the interruption go on i think i just was into her or last season because she was the only one that was standing up to louis or like talking about louis shit like louis's mm-hmm. past and right. now that she's not 
I don't know. I, I feel like she's turned up the villain, though. Like, she's turned up the villain. Not She's turned it up a lot. <laughs> uh, right, a little more. I don't know. I just, I don't know what it is. It's just, I've never really been a fan of her. She reminds me of someone that I know. So it's like... <laughs> someone specific? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. It's just, it, it's just the way she is. It's just like... She comes, like I said, she tries to be, like, she tries to come off like she's being funny or, like, you know, everyone loves her, but, ew, you're just yeah. mean. Like, that's not okay. Like, I, no. And all this bullshit right now with pretending like she doesn't have an arsenal. Come on, Mars. You know you do. And that's what you're saying, all these things. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't be so so brazen about all this if you didn't actually have an arsenal. Come on. Right. I do think Marge... Like, she even will admit that she has a lot of information, but she, I think she said it before. She's like, but things just come to me. Like, people just tell me, <laughs> just tell me things. But, um, yeah, I don't know why she's so hung up on that, because she definitely does have an arsenal. But at the same time, it's kind of rich that this is coming from, like, Teresa and Jen, who literally met with Marge's ex-best friend. Like To get information about her. Yes. <laughs> Like it's the hypocrisy true. is palpable. Oh, of course, they're all being hip- hypocrites. But March, come on, don't she's trying to be all innocent? Yeah, I don't know why she's trying to be innocent. She should, yeah, she can't play innocent. Just own it. Come on. Mm. So I think they start talking about um Danielle and her brother and that whole thing that comes up, and you know, obviously Jen Eden's on Danielle's side, and the other girls. Uh, they won't stop digging. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like mm, Danielle fucked up because if if she wasn't going to give everything about the issue, about the thing with her brother, then she should not have given these girls an inch because if you give them an inch, they're going to dig for a foot. You know what I mean? Oh, of course. Like... I don't know. What I think happened with Danielle and her brother is we know the falling out happened during the pandemic and we know it had something to do with Instagram. So what I think happened is Danielle posted something that her brother didn't agree with fundamentally, like maybe politically or whatever. She posted something offensive and that's why. And I really think this because I've seen at least two posts of hers that could definitely be viewed offensive i i viewed them that i think they were offensive no i've never seen any of those posts because i thought it had to do with more than just her videos i thought it had to do with the the brother's fiance how and like them not getting along Remember, yeah but she said won't say why and i think it all stemmed from the um like danielle's giving little bits of information right. she said my brother made fun of me on social media so i blocked him what i'm getting what's not being said my brother did what i take from that is my brother did not agree with the things i was posting on social media and gave me shit for it so i blocked him so right. he did, wouldn't have to see then after i blocked him he got really pissed and Along would, with that, but along with that, it's been the whole thing about the fiance. I feel like maybe. Well, yeah, I think time. they're just a pa- they're just a package deal. I, yeah. Was there something extra about the well, fiance? I mean, she said that she couldn't remember. She told us in the ITM. She's like, um, I I didn't I forget exactly what it was, but she was trying to like get get close to the fiance, and like she was saying how she's she's she was like, I'm just used to being the only the one in charge or something, and like. Oh, I do remember that. It was something something really weird. I don't know. 
Do, do you remember? Yes, uh, I do. It had something to do with the wedding and Danielle saying like she wanted to do things for the sister-in-law. Right. And then the, after that, it got really confusing. <laughs> yeah, because you said like, I wanted to like throw her a party or throw her this and like, and she, either she said or the brother said, it's not about you, Danielle. And she's like, oh, now I know who I'm messing with. And after that, like, he, she was uninvited. Like, you're right. Like, she's just giving us little bits of information that, I guess, sounds good enough. So the brother's always at fault. Yeah, but I don't think don't she's that. even telling the story in a way that makes her brother at fault at all. I think she's just telling a confusing story. Yeah, to be honest. But I don't know. That's my educated guess as to what happened. Right. I have no proof of this. Just my educated guess. Oh, the offensive post, though, one of them was like a video of Danielle where and she put... Like, it was edited to have the face of, I don't know, it was some type of editing software, and I think she, like, melded her face together with this, with a black person's face, and then it was a video, this, like, dancing video, it was essentially, like, digital blackface, and um, then there was also... A okay, about that, hold on, okay. Right. okay, so it was maybe a couple of years ago, I would say, there, mm -hmm. actually, yeah, probably on 2020, there was like a, it was like a thing it was like a trend people would i don't know if what it was an app or something like that you would put your face on actual scenes from movies mm -hmm. and it would just be your face on top of that actual actor okay say i could put my my face in in a scene from some avengers movie like i could just choose that and like what which person i want to be, okay. be like and it would literally be like people were just posting a lot of these it would be like all these scenes from like all these movies it was like two seconds long right scenes and it'll be that whoever posted it, their face on top of the actor their face on top of the actor you know mm -hmm. so that was going on for i guess around that time so i'm assuming she did that and decided to do it with a black person i guess not a, not a good idea bro the post i'm referencing uh chrissy balls posted it i, I will try to find it and show you and, and put it on my Instagram for the rest. No, actually, I don't want to put that on my Instagram. Yeah, no. Check out Chrissy Ball's Instagram, find it. But um, then I also saw, I think it was a Facebook post. I don't remember what she said, but it was definitely like during the, um, like after George Floyd died. And it was definitely something really offensive about I don't know. It had to do with the police and all that and everything that was going on. Mm -hmm. And so it's not a far cry to think that, you know, her brother took issue with some of the things she was posting online. This was happening with all families. I mean, the election was going on. It was a very contentious time, if you don't remember. Right. During that. Yeah. All 2020 during COVID quarantine. There was a lot, <laughs> a lot of families breaking up yeah. because of uh, politics. And I don't know if... Danielle knows that's why and doesn't want to say it because it'll make her look bad or if she genuinely doesn't know why the brother just like basically like cut ties and if that's the case actually in both cases but mainly the former if she does know why I don't get why she would bring it up on the show at all I know because if she's bringing it up and she's not going to tell the full story then it's just gonna make her look crazy or it's gonna cause a huge fight like it's yeah. happening now and if she's gonna tell the full story then and it's gonna make her look bad then why even bring it up in the first place yeah i mean i think you're right it might have to do with that it will make sense why she's being so you know picky about what she tells about her. it 
super cagey, super like. And gave super, us like an edited version of the story. So defensive, literally. As soon as somebody, mm-hmm. she keeps saying like, "You guys are push." They giving me pushback. They literally asked you a question. You said you told them a story. They asked you a question about it, and you got so heated. Like, is that how it went down? Because I'll be honest, I don't remember. I honestly, do. I, I like watch that episode so from um. Well, you know, you saw the last episode. No, I saw her telling the girls, "I don't appreciate the way you guys treated me when I told you about my brothers." That that's that I saw that happening at the brunch. I didn't see the actual previous episode when when the bus, not the bus ride, when the car ride. Whatever. That was that. No, it was that gem. Um. Oh, okay. You're talking about you didn't see. Okay, so you didn't see the episode episode at Melissa Gorga's house, the party that went down at Melissa Gorga's. Exactly, when all that actually went down. And then they even talked about it on the ride home that night. And then the following day at Rachel Fuda's is when they all talked about it again and when she left and when uh, Danielle left. Yeah, no, Melissa's party was actually the second time it had been brought up. Danielle actually told them (laughs) the first time she told everybody about it was at Jem Fessler's house at the lunch there. No, I I I didn't see either of those things, but. I digress. So what did you think about Jen just blurting out? Ever bridesmaids? <laughs> Jen, dude, she was just waiting, waiting, and she does not know how to read a room. Like, oh my thankful God. for us, but not for Melissa, because I did feel bad for her. You could tell. I felt so bad. She yeah. was shocked. Like, shocked. I saw genuine shock on her face. Like, I feel like I almost feel like she was about to cry for a second, and then she said, "Like, but." You weren't even at the engagement party. Like she was so sad. You weren't even there. Like you're gonna be part of the okay. See, and I think it's not that. I don't think Melissa is so sad because she wants to be a bridesmaid so bad. But I think she is. She's sad because of the statement that this makes and what that means for not really her relationship with Teresa, but what that means for Teresa's relationship with Joe. She's like, if Teresa is going to say fuck you to her brother's wife, it's kind of a fuck you to Joe. And I think she, Melissa, just knows how sad Joe is and it makes her sad because I don't think Melissa really wants to be a bridesmaid, honestly. Uh, I liked how catty kind of Melissa was being in her ITM, like when uh, she was talking about how she felt about Jen being a bridesmaid. Because I feel like ever since Teresa got out of prison and like her and Joe and Melissa, you know, made up and they have been getting along essentially for the past few years i feel like melissa has had to bite her tongue so many times but this season she's kind of just being like fuck it and i'm here for it i know she's finally kind of dropped that you know little nice melissa you know yeah that she has going on and i because i think she i don't know she always just wanted to avoid conflict with Teresa in the past few years but now that Louis come in and things have gone to shit she's kind of like fuck it and yeah i don't know i know i sound like i'm like a melissa stan and i'm not but i don't know i when it comes to between melissa and Teresa, the more i watch Teresa and i try to give her the benefit of the doubt or like try to be on her side she just keeps proving to me why i can't be i know it's really hard to like 
I don't know, just to to back her, to be on her side. She's so thick headed. I don't understand how so many people like love her and like will ride for her, like the fans, the so fans, hard. like the tree huggers. They, I don't get it. She's oh, she's just so dense when it comes to so many things. We're gonna get dragged for that. That's fine. I'm not. I I do not like Teresa. I I'm fine. I, I I'm okay with that. People can know that. <laughs> I can get dragged. Like I'm just saying. Like, uh, yeah. And of course, now with Louis in the picture, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying I'm like Team Melissa or anything mm-hmm. like that. I'm just mainly like not Team Louis. Like, oh, well, I'm duh. so anti Louis that it kind of causes, you know, now it kind of causes us to be kind of biased when it comes to anything honestly the thing is though like i don't Ugh. view Lou- louie and Teresa as one like i can i can judge them separately and i went into this season knowing i absolutely despise louie but really trying to give Teresa a chance and uh, that's been blown to shit like i she's just too thick-headed for me yeah it's hard to like to try to keep them separate like you got louie and you got Teresa. when now that they're so intertwined because anything Louis does, Teresa just pretty much backs, backs no matter what. No matter what it is, like you, you know, like she was so pissed when they were just dating that her brother and bro- sister in law would not, you know, have his back, have my boyfriend's back, and now. And this was after Pizzagate, which we did not know, but Teresa wanted them to have Louis's back after he already screwed them over, screwed Joe over with the pizza but, but deal. No, but no, and, and according to Teresa and Louis, he did not screw them over anything. Joe lost two hundred fifty thousand dollars. No, <laughs> like come I think on, Teresa bro. genuinely thinks Joe's at fault because she's God. She doesn't know anything about she's, the business. Let's just be frank. She's not smart. Like she, I think it's not the brightest bulb, and she's definitely not the brightest. Yeah, and I think the reason. One of the reasons Louis's last relationship ended up not working because the woman he was with was too smart for she's, him. She's smartened up. Exactly. I mean, like, and I'm not saying like women, the only way for a woman to be taken advantage of is if she's dumb. Like, very smart women get taken advantage of and get are in toxic relationships, but I don't know. And in this know. case, with Louis, like, what he was trying to do, it was just with his last relationship. She noticed that she was able to. Yeah, she was able to spot the red flag. She was able to figure it out. Teresa is so like easily, I feel like convinced. I I don't know if even even easily convinced because she's so stubborn when it comes to everything in her Mm -hmm. life. But I'm assuming now it's because it's coming from Louis. I guess it's someone she loves, which is what got her in trouble in the first place. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. First husband. You would think she would have learned her lesson, but no, she didn't sign a prenup. She is literally just believing anything that her new husband is telling her and just going along with it, it seems like. So if that's what's going on, then I don't see this ending great. No, we know this (laughs) is going to end bad, but I just don't know how... Like, I don't see her ever leaving him, so I'm not sure exactly how this is going to shake out, but... I think... Oh, my God. Like, I I think Louis is going to end up doing a fucked up deal with the wrong person, screwing over the wrong guy, the wrong Mm -hmm. woman, whatever, and, like, just... Who knows? Something's gonna happen to him. <laughs> what do you gonna, mean? Like someone's gonna get, like I don't he's know. gonna get got? He's just gonna he's gonna fuck up. I all I'm saying is he's gonna screw over the wrong person and yeah. 
that's 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 it. That's gonna be it. Who knows? Either go to jail, gets maybe he'll get screwed over. Who the fuck knows? You know, like mm-hmm. he tries to take something somebody on, and then he gets taken for all his money. That'd be that'd be great. That'd be amazing karmic retribution. Mm. What did you think of Angie? Are you about to say who's Angie? Yes, I am. Who is Angie? <laughs> the coffee cup breeder, grinder oh reader. I forgot her name. I I barely know her. We barely we we just met. <laughs> we I only know her through Teresa. Oh, okay, that makes so much more sense. So I don't know if it was Teresa. Okay. Did Teresa meet Angie through Louis? That's I I need to ask you this. I I wanted to ask you this after I watched it last night, but I don't know. Because like, this woman is a grifter. Like, oh my. <laughs> God, like what the hell? That, see, I don't know. Like maybe she does know what she's doing, but then this just you know she was told to do this. She was giving a script, maybe. But yeah. She, she learned her lines, dude. She was just yeah. like looking into the cup, like unless the <laughs> unless the script was inside the cup, like she knew every single thing. Well, that's what Jen say. said. Basically, she said, "What? It was in the cup in black." I know. She's like an ink. It was there a piece of paper in the cup that she was reading. What's going on? No, but I don't know if it was. Jen, Teresa, or a producer. Like, at first, before she got to Jen, or I'm sorry, before Angie got to Marge, I thought that it was a producer who, like, basically told her to uh, say something about a ring to Dolores. And all. I'm like, okay, this is, like, normal stuff that we see on Housewives. And then when it got to Marge and she said, a friend with the name L and a knife in your back, I'm like, oh, wait, what? (laughs) That's when I started having doubts. I'm like, I don't know. And then she said the endorsements thing and all to Jen. And like Jen was, I feel, in my opinion, she was acting the whole time. Like that's how I took it. It was bad acting. But I've heard other people say they thought her reactions were genuine. And so that's why they thought it was Teresa that actually told Angie what to say. I, I don't know because she, Jen made sure to tell us that she only met her through Teresa yeah. the first time or something like that yeah so uh yeah maybe it was Teresa who told her to say all that or just production yeah. I, I I will have to rewatch it to see Jen's reaction because I do remember seeing it and she just had this like blank face like huh like what just happened yeah. Like, so it was, uh, I watched it again last night. So Jackie and Marge asked Jennifer if she had a conversation with Angie ahead of time because it felt obvious. And Jen goes, obvious? I barely know her. And Jackie goes, how would she know about the whole endorsements thing? And Jen says, she's a fucking psychic. It said it in the cup, Jackie. You think I would tell her endorsements to be so specific? Oh, no. Like she's, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, somebody told her to be very specific. <laughs> and then, oh, Jen goes, it was spelled out for her in the fucking cup. She's a psychic. She's a psychic. It's in the cups. She she could read it. She could see the future. Oh, my God. This literally, it's it seemed like it was a mockumentary, like a fucking SNL skit, the sketch. Like, Jen was fucking hilarious. I know. Like, when she first started doing it, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. She's like giving them some hope and like that was cool and then she goes and starts talking about the past and like okay aren't you supposed to be like reading their fortune 
You know, yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, cops. that's what they usually do. They talk well, about who you are, the type of person you are, and then they move on to the future. But this was all like, mm, you had a knife in your back from somebody with the letter L. Like, okay, dude, <laughs> what? And then the one thing... And then it was like Rachel Fuda talking, and then that had to do with the adoption. Well, no, no. Rachel made it to do with the adoption. All uh, Angie said was there was a V for victory. That's all Angie said. Because she said it was something that you're going to win. Did she say a court case or you're going to win no, that's something? No, that's what, Jen, that's that, what Rachel what, said. That, that all Rachel Angie said? said was, I see a V for victory. That was it. Really? Yeah. I see a V for victory about something important in your life. And then Rachel said, the most important thing in my life right now is this court case. So that's what it has to be about. <laughs> Yeah, like this this one definitely had to have been given some notes. Obviously, come on, she said endorsement. Uh, by whom? That's <laughs> what I want to know. And, and the whole time the women are arguing and all, Jen Fessler's fanning herself. It was fucking okay. Uh, they're all like, "Come on, Jackie and Jen Fessler, like, bro." Oh, I definitely think someone, either in production or one of the more seasoned housewives, said something to Danielle about her walking out twice because I counted at least six times that Danielle said I'm so mad at myself for walking out that's not like me I don't walk out I don't do that blah blah, blah. she said that's like I counted six times really six times yeah I think it could have even been more I stopped counting it <laughs> no I know she said it a, a bunch of times but do you think what they told her like you, don't you can't do that? do that if you want to be a housewife in real life sure but like if you want to be a housewife you need to stick around and fight you can't right. just leave every time shit gets hard you need to stay you need yeah. to keep the drama going yeah. that's your job your job is to sit there and argue and then solve it you know resolve yes. it instead of just arguing and leaving because then now you set your piece and now there's no rebuttal. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch that. I was like, wait, what? What, what just happened now? Now we gotta wait till the next day. It's like, come on. Dude. Well, it was like as soon as someone said something that made her mad enough, she would leave. And I get that. I like to do that, but you can't do that in this situation. Which that's perfectly fine, and that is very, you know, that's uh, a good thing to do in real life. Mm -hmm. You know, you remove yourself from a, a situation that you don't feel comfortable in. Yeah, like, that's what you should be doing <laughs> but in reality world nah mm. all right i think that's about it for jersey i think that's it right? how do you feel about happened? teresa not being in this episode <laughs> i was fine with it honestly i'm yeah i'm kind of over their whole like thing i don't know everyone is i the uh. like the feeling online is everyone's over like Teresa and the joe melissa like the two couples fighting and like for me like i don't care about that like i'm over that too for me it's more about like watching what louis gonna do and just like seeing uh, his behavior and all that is interesting to me like that's the only reason i would want him and Teresa to get a spinoff like i don't need to see oh, their wonderful I love don't. story oh, but I just I I would like to see them because they I don't think they can hold up the facade long enough to do a spinoff. So it will be interesting to watch it crack, to watch right. the facade crack and see what their relationship's really like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like two or three times that we saw.
And she doesn't do that for anyone else. And it's crazy. I'm Fucking Jackie. Sorry, but Jackie in that episode it didn't even do anything. Just she went, oh, that's mean, Teresa. I think I, maybe not even. She might have just went like, oh, oh yeah. And she then was, Teresa was like, was like shut up, Jackie. Yeah, she was like, that's you don't say that. It was something like, oh, you shouldn't say that about somebody. Yeah, it's because of what Teresa said about Melissa. She said she's daddy. Bro, she was so pissed because she's holding all this in because she can't. Or not, I don't, I don't can't. She not won't let her. But she won't allow herself, I guess, to go off or like show her. She's extremely submissive to Louie. It's crazy. Extremely. Mm -hmm. She has no bad feelings towards him at all. And she doesn't show any like sort of angry feeling, nothing towards him. Like that's not okay. And then she goes and blows off, you know, blows up on somebody else for no reason. That's the thing. Oh, you just hit it on the head with this. We're like working this out like therapy. But, um, if the therapy was really working and Teresa was really making these strides to change, she would, I'm not saying she'd be perfect to be able to control herself in every situation, but we would see her be more than in as a whole, as opposed to just being like that with Louie. And with Louie, when it has to do with like, because um, Zan, when it has to do with my brother, why? Right, because you're there with, with because you're with Louie right now, trying to deal with something with your brother. But then, here you are removed. Louis is somewhere else. You're over here around all all the other women. Boom! Something has something happened. Like Jackie barely said anything, and she fucking exactly. blew off the handle. And she said, "Did you see? She had a drink in her hand, and she was like, see, that's therapy because she didn't throw the drink on her.' <laughs> oh, I know. Maybe that is. Maybe it's a little bit. Maybe that's the actual amount of therapy that's happened so far. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That little bit." <laughs> As opposed to what she wants us to think, that she's like, I'm basically cured. I can just sit here and be so calm. No, no it's not. funny hearing her say, "I therapy. I learned this in therapy." <laughs> I know. I'm like, who's your therapist? Like, did Louis recommend them? Real quick about that, I like your. Is it his mom? Sorry. I we saw her therapist. She we saw her in a therapy session. That's right. Uh, somebody don't. But um, no, I learned something this week that I mean I like to think I'm pretty educated on narcissists, but I didn't know this. Apparently, narcissists like to use therapy as a tool to control their partners. That's crazy. He brings that up all the time. And like so, then knowing this, like this is a fact. Like. This is something that like people have studied. This is a thing narcissists do. Okay. So now every time I see Teresa talking about therapy and especially therapy with Louie and like, my gosh, like, does he know what she talks about in her one-on-one sessions? Like, I don't know. It just all makes me very uncomfortable. That's what I'm thinking. is, Is he involved in the therapy session? I know we saw Teresa in a one on one session, but I hope, I don't know. I hope he's not. I don't know. I'm going to leave it there. Do you have anything else to say? Mm, uh, no. I think that's it. That last... Uh, what was the last... Yeah, the show just ended, right? With them... Um, with the SNL sketch, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how it ended. It ended with Marge saying, My twat's sweaty or something. She like walked out saying her twat was sweaty. Uh. All right. Well, I think that's that. Uh, follow me on all social media platforms at Socialite Gossip, except Twitter, which is at Socialite Goss with one S. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Aldo He Said. And yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.